back to the crossover podcast the show where you get comics pop culture and sports and we are back doing sports because it is week three in the national football league and it is time for our picks which i mean you guys are doing pretty good mine, mine were terrible last week though uh craig needles is here how's it going craig going all right how are you not bad not bad your boys really pulled that one out last week yeah that was uh just a, a horrendous first half of football yeah just a horrendous first half of football second half they were they were pretty good and they See, they found their groove running the ball, but uh, yeah, first half was uh, was horror awful to quote Shaquille O'Neal. Mm-hmm. Uh, rounding out this little trifecta is Bill Needles. How's it going, Bill? It is going well, thank you. Um, how'd you feel about that tie? You know what? There was at least a handful of points in that game where I would have taken a tie. Um, <laughs> they could have won that game. That's true. They were down by two scores with like less than four minutes to go. It, so, exactly. Yeah. If you told me tie at that point, I'd be thrilled. Yeah, no. Then, of course, yeah. several kicks were missed in overtime, but that's, yeah. no. Uh, I, I, and you know what? When Mason Crosby is lining up for that field goal at the end of regulation, if someone said to you, this game ends in a tie, you'd have taken it. So they're like, I actually haven't looked at this, but I would love to see the win expectancy chart for the Vikings-Packers game from this past week. Because it just would have been like, you know, the EKG of a heart attack patient just would have been like <laughs> up and down. Up and down. <laughs> the, uh, there, there was a bet that you could place. Before the season started, and it was, the bet was basically, will there be a tie in the season, right? And it was something like, you and you ha- obviously you had to pay serious juice on no, right? Like, like so, like it was how many ties will the season be over under, you know, zero and a half, which is basically yes or no, will there be a tie? And I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think you were paying like minus two thousand juice on the no, and then <laughs> obviously there was one week one, so some books went, all right. Uh, Let's run a, it back. Will there be a tie? Uh, one and a half for the rest of for the next sixteen seasons oh. with the serious juice again, and then back to back weeks there were there were ties. Oh god, I couldn't stand it. Uh, it's pretty damn pretty damn hilarious. I thought. Um, I haven't been giving out the atrocious kicker of the week award mostly because I I forgot, but also at this point it's just kind of like beating a dead horse, especially after week two where I was just like. Well, <laughs> you have to try to warn everybody for years that we're like, we need to come up with a reason. I mean, it kind of ticked me off because I bet on Arizona, but it was hilarious that Greg Zerline got hurt and then the Rams were The Rams like, had to just go for two every time. And I'm like, this sucks, but this is how football should be played, <laughs> right? Like, in, in my heart of hearts, I was just sitting there going, I mean, ouch, but, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll take it. Um, uh, the Vikings have a new kicker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, did, were they the ones who signed Dan Bailey? Who signed Dan yes, Bailey? Yes, yeah. that was the Vikings. Yeah, the uh... and uh, and the best was Mike Zimmer's news conference after Dan Bailey was signed. Uh, uh, some reporter like Mike, why'd you make this move? And Mike Zimmer's like, did you see the game? <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah. he literally said that. <laughs> yeah, man, that's <laughs> well played by him. I mean, my my favorite thing of all time was I, I think it was in a football life for Jimmy Johnson because you know Jimmy Johnson like me just had no to- like zero tolerance for kickers and any of their nonsense. And there, there was one thing where Jimmy tells this story of where he goes, I don't remember the name, but he goes, you know, we, we lost a game because this guy missed a, missed a kick. And, and I went up to him and I said, hey, so-and-so, you know, what's the matter? And he goes, well, coach, uh, I think I, I, I just I lost my confidence. And Jimmy goes, that was all I needed to hear. I cut him the next day and got myself a new kicker. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> Thank you for not wasting your time trying to build the confidence of a kicker. Right? Like, it's just, yeah, I mean, the problem with, the reason we have this kicker epidemic is because, smartly, teams are just unwilling to pay kickers money, which is why Dan Bailey, who's been, what, the second best kicker of the last five years? Uh, I think Dan Bailey is, like, one of the five best kickers the league's ever had. He might be, yeah, but, I mean, it's been, like, him and Tucker, right? They've been, like, they've yep. been neck and neck for who's the best yep. kicker in the league, which, and, but, like, the second Dan Bailey was like, give me money. Uh, teams were like, no, you're a kicker. Yeah. Get the hell yeah. out of here. Right? And that's why the Vikings get, went and got Daniel Carlson out of Auburn. And, you know, they get like, see if you can get by with a kicker on a rookie deal for cheap. And uh, it cost the Vikings a win. Yeah. 
and it cost the Browns probably two wins, <laughs> which, is, which is a lot considering that they've got less than two wins over the previous two seasons. Yeah. Um, so that's not good. Um, and yeah, like I, I understand the impetus of, oh, let's see if we can get kicking on the cheap, but that's the spot where if it goes bad, it can it, it, it can really, really, really burn you. Yeah. And the Vikings lucked out from the perspective of they didn't lose that game. And in fact, I think that the, the, if, if a team won out of Minnesota and Green Bay, it was Minnesota because Green Bay's chance to beat the Vikings and have a crack, a, a legit crack at the tiebreaker went away when they didn't get a chance to beat the Vikings at home. Like the That was a better outcome for Minnesota than it was for Green Bay. Minnesota wins that game at home, and now they got the breaker. Which exactly. Is- yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and those historically, there, there's always the moments where those ties sometimes act as double wins when you come down to the tiebreaker because you go to win percentage, and then having a tie in the NFL is basically not playing a game when it, when it comes down to it sometimes. So... I don't want to say it's like a double win, but it's kind of like a freebie on the old uh, on the old win percentage chart there. If it, if it happens to come down to head-to-head matchups yeah, and whatnot in, at the end of the year. In this case, for the Packers, well, in this case, for whoever loses the Packers-Vikings game in Minnesota, that tie is a loss. Yeah, yeah, very. It, very ba- it basically means the game in Minnesota counts double, which uh, is good news for the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, very good news. Very good news going forward. And also, I, I would say the even better news was that uh, Kirk Cousins put on his big boy pants and and in that game. Even the though, throw, well, yeah. the throw to Diggs on that the seventy-five was, yarder yeah. was a great throw. The throw to Thielen to tie the uh, to to put them in position to tie the game with a two-point conversion. That like I don't think we may not see a better throw this season. Yeah, that but was the, the throw on the touchdown before was a little bit of luck because. Like he threw it into such a tight window, and it just happened that both of the Packers defense, like DBs, looked the wrong way. Like if either one of them chose to turn their head the other way, they would have been like, "Oh, there's the ball! Get the hell out of here!" Right? And, but it was just like, I mean, you don't get anywhere without a little bit of luck, right? So, uh, yeah. So that's that. Um, what do you say we talk about week three? Lot, I'm in. Yeah. Lot of interesting, lot of interesting lines this week. I'm very excited to talk about some of these. Um. Now, the Thursday game, while on paper, um, I think on, on paper, if you look at the names involved in this Thursday night game, you would sit there and think, if you bet on this game, you have a gambling problem and you should seek help immediately. But I want to remind everybody that the Cleveland Browns have not won, have won one game in the past two years, and they are favored. The Cleveland Browns should not be favored against anybody in the National Football League. I don't care if it's the rookie, if it's if it's a rookie quarterback. They have a new kicker, Pierce, so they're just going to go on a little win streak here. <laughs> well played. Uh, but here's 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 this, like here's the thing though. The people that are setting this line mm-hmm. are clearly thinking to themselves: if we make a rookie quarterback on the road on a Thursday, mm-hmm. a pick 'em. Everyone's going to hammer the hell out of the home team on a Thursday, and we're going to lose a lot of money. They want to get some action towards the Jets, so that fe- that's why this field goal is here. Like, it, I, I understand the reasoning behind the creation of this line. I, I, I got it too. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm just looking at this. There's I know what you're, of, I know what you're saying. I mean, yeah. The Browns are bad, and and bad things happen to the Browns because, of course, they do. Um. I just, so I just, I, we have our gambling adages, and I think just one of the gambling adages should be: if you have one win in two years, you probably shouldn't be a favorite against anybody. And if sure. you are, then yep, we bet against fair. you. We bet against you, right? Like, um, do you think they're still a favorite if they're playing on Sunday, or do you think they gave an extra bump to the home team on a Thursday? That's a good question, Bill. I honestly, I think it's the same on a Sunday. I, I think I think it's the same for all the for all the logical reasons that Craig just pointed out. Um, maybe you see like a two and a half or a two even mm-hmm. on on a on a on a Sunday, but I mean the thing that's going for Cleveland here is the one win that they have like because the, the the funny quirky stat that everybody likes to throw out is that the Cleveland Browns haven't actually won on a Sunday in three years because their one win in the Hugh Jackson era came on one of those weird Saturday games in like week oh, sixteen, wow. <laughs> so. The fact that they're not playing on a Sunday, <laughs> you know, gives them a, uh, I guess, gives them a weird advantage. Like they might win a game. Um, 
coming off of having weirdly cut Josh Gordon, who's now on the Patriots, and yeah, so there's there's a lot of weird lines. There's a lot of what I'm saying is you got to hold your nose and and take the team lines, and I think this is a hold your I think you hold your nose and you take the Jets in this scenario. What do you think, Bo? You know what? Yeah, I'll take the points. I mean, you don't. I don't know how this game is going to shape up. It's two bad teams that can make mistakes on any given play. I think they'll both be bad the entire game, and at the end of the day, I'll take those points. Like I don't know. This this sums up this game for me in in a nutshell. Um, this is my first Thursday off in God knows how long, and the reason I have it off is because I have a dinner date with the wife. And another couple. And um, let's just say I won't be upset that I'm missing this game because I'm at a couple's dinner. <laughs> well, know? it's a good thing this game. It, it's a good thing this game isn't Sunday because it unquestionably would be the Scott Hansen that's, game of the week. That's true. That's Sadly, true. there's yeah. no other games on when this game's on. That's true. <laughs> um, I think I have a pretty good idea what the Scott Hansen game actually is. Uh, will you bet on this game, Craig? No. Yeah. All right. All right moving on. Uh, heading to the Sunday night games, the first up, this one should be a doozy, despite uh, New Orleans' performance over the past two weeks. Uh, the New Orleans Saints are heading to Atlanta, minus three, and boy, this feels like a trap game to me. I, I, I kind of like New Orleans. What do you think, Rick? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I like the Saints, too. Atlanta's defense is banged up, and we didn't see that come to pass against Carolina. But we're going to see it happen eventually. And I would suspect that with no Deion Jones and no Keanu Neal around, that is going to make Alvin Kamara's life much easier, and that is going to make the life of Drew Brees a lot easier. So I think now is when the lack of those stars on defense comes back to haunt the Falcons a little bit, and we see some uh, we see some stuff go down here. I, take, I like the Saints a lot. Bill, anything to add to this one? Not particularly. I love the Saints here. Um, I don't think Atlanta is that good. I think they played our yeah. couple weeks, but they're not a particularly strong team. They, I definitely don't think they need to be favored. I think we're going to find ourselves in a shootout, though. Yeah, I think it'll be a high-scoring game. The over/under, by the way, in this game is fifty-three and a half. Because yeah, of course, that's, that's um, fun. Yeah, that's good. Um, I I like uh, I like the Saints and this this I think you're getting a free field goal here. This line should be a pick'em. Uh, I think that the evaluation here obviously is that the Falcons and Saints are are similarly talented teams, and with the Falcons' current injury situation on defense, I don't think that's true. Yeah, they're get, they're getting the three point home team bump, and like it's New Orleans loves playing like like them going into Atlanta like it's. I mean it is they they are the road team, but they're in a dome still, right? So New Orleans like the. Breeze and company love playing in the domes and whatnot, and yeah, I, just, I like New Orleans. I think they're I think they're going to be one of my five. Um, this next game is definitely going to be one of my five. Uh, Denver, your boys, Craig, are heading into Baltimore to take on the Ravens. The Ravens are Vegas zone minus five and a half. I like the Broncos. What do you think, Craig? Um, I kind of like the I think five and a half is too much. I don't know how good Baltimore is, but I will say this. The Broncos flying halfway across the country, and the Ravens have had 10 days off. That's true. So that makes that, and it's uh, the 1 o'clock start. That makes me nervous about this game. Mm. Ooh, good point, good point. I, I I don't know. I just think the 5.5 is a little inflated. Those are good points that you made with the, uh, with the, with the 1 o'clock um, slate. It, it was a tale of two halves, as you mentioned earlier when you were talking about the games, but I'm wondering if that has less to do with the Broncos and more to do with the Raiders because the Raiders did the same thing against... The, against the Rams, where they played a decent first half and then yeah. were just obliterated in the second half, and I don't know if that's. I, I think at on least Gruden part of it was the Broncos, the Bron- the Broncos scheme for figuring things out. And what mm-hmm. I'll add to that was, uh, and I saw some pretty good analysis on this from a variety of people uh, in in the media el- elsewhere, which was uh, the Raiders' defense on the last three drives, on which Denver scored on each of them was completely and totally gassed. There was just nothing they could do in case Keenum had all day. And if I were on the Raiders, I would be in that situation thinking, hey, we can't get to the quarterback right now. You know who might have been able to do that? Yeah. Hmm. And yeah. I, if I honestly, if, if I were a Raider player, like, and I know you have to be a professional and things along those lines, but what happened with the Khalil Mack thing, that would have ruined the entire season. Just the fact that that guy left and nothing that helps his team this year came in. Nothing. 
that I, I wouldn't be able to handle that if I was on the Raiders. I would not be able to do it. And I think it's going to be the cloud that hangs over the entire season for Oakland. I think I mean, nobody thinks Oakland is trying to win the Super Bowl this year. They're going to call it a rebuilding year, and they're going to take a bunch of prospects. I don't like that trade. I think it was a bad trade, but they're not the first team to call it a rebuilding year. Yeah, I've. I don't. They they, they were twelve and four two seasons ago, though. Like you know, they, they 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 had the pieces there to be to be decent this year, I think. And like yeah, and they once it's playoff games this year, instead they're probably not going to get in. Right. That 12-4 and four season, a lot of people thought they could win the Super Bowl because Derek Carr was slinging the ball. Remember, he like tore his yep. ACL or knee he, he, or whatever he broke, in week He broke 15. his ankle. He broke his ankle in week, uh, week 16 because they played Denver. Yeah. The, yeah, they played Denver the following week. Yeah, uh, and I remember like he got hit and then all of his linemen went up to him and then he obviously went, it's broken because like four of the linemen turned around immediately and did like the fuck thing right like because they, they knew the season was done yeah because yeah. they knew they had a shot and it was and it was probably over right yeah it was it was it was painful to see uh i i yeah, i don't know i just think denver's the play here because I, I i think baltimore oh yeah take the points yeah sure. I, I think baltimore's closer to uh what we saw in week two than in week one i agree uh, i agree Next up, this is a funky line. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are heading into Carolina. Carolina's getting three. This is a classic home team getting three points scenario. Um, I think Cincinnati is the play here because I just flat out think that they're the better team and Carolina is really banged up on the line. What do you think, Bill? I, I'm going to say Cincinnati here. I don't think Carolina's been all that impressive. Um, so I'll take a few po- A lot of three-point home bumps here, eh? Um, I'll definitely take the points in this one. Bengals look good. Yeah. And the offensive line was a disaster last year. It looks okay so far this season because they're healthier. But the Bengals look good. Um, I'll take the Bengals here. Uh, and um, uh, the, the pan- like it looks like you can move the ball in the Panthers too. Yeah. So you can move the ball against those guys. How many teams in the AFC would you say right now as of week two are – Absolutely better than the Cincinnati Bengals. I can say two um, right now. From Jaguars, you're saying Jaguars and Patriots, and that's it. And yeah, Jaguars and Patriots, and I might say Kansas City, but I'm 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 holding off on Kansas City because historically in the Andy Reid era, the first four weeks they look like Super Bowl contenders, and then they tend to come back down to earth, you know, during during the middle parts of the season. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I think there's an argument to be made. But it's those three Fair. tops, right? I think from from where we're sitting right now, recording this podcast. I think. It's uh, yeah, teams. I suppose. I well, we'll see what ha- if if the Broncos can go into Baltimore and get a win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. would be pretty gosh darn impressive. But yeah, yeah uh, I think that that would be a reasonable way to look at things. Those are the teams that are for sure better than the Bengals. Yeah. All right. A lot of season left though, so so we'll we'll find out. Um, next up, uh, the disappointment bowl so far in week three we got the new york giants heading into houston to take on the texans um the texans are minus six i am going to say nothing of this game because i don't think i can put together a coherent thought involving either of these teams so i'm just gonna let you go ahead and say whatever you want to say about this game bill houston minus six uh i'm gonna go ahead and say i i, I was high on the giants this year um, I was high on both these teams, and they're, they're yeah. completely screwing me right now. The only way it could make it worse for me is if these two teams um, tie. <laughs> like, <laughs> if this game ends in a tie, I'll set, I'll probably just set myself on fire. Uh, I, I think I'll take the, the Giants. I, I think they should be able to control the running game. They do have that good kid. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's running well. Say what you will about the Giants this year. He's running well. Uh, and caught, what, like 14 balls last week? Something stupid. Um, but uh, I'll I'll take the points in this one because I think it's gonna it's not gonna be a shootout. So six points is a lot. Yeah, I'll take the points too for the exact reason Bill just said, which is I don't know how many points are going to be scored in this game, so you're going to want the six that you can get. Yeah, I think I think the Giants would be the play here if I if I had my because the Gi- like because the Giants defense has been okay. Yeah, they could win this game. Like the New York Giants oh, yeah. could go into Houston and win this game, and Absolutely. if if they. Or anything, what I thought they and were going to be at the Texans beginning of the offensive season. offensive line, like, Deshaun Watson's running for his life all the time. Yeah. It's just been real bad. You might have a little bit of time in this game, though. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, 
Tennessee Jacksonville. I currently have no line right now, but you said you have a line, Craig. Would you go ahead and let me know? Seven. It's now seven and a half for the okay. Titans. Okay. Seven and a half for. Oh, you, you, the, the Titans are giving uh, are getting seven and a half. Seven. Yeah. So that, Jacksonville that by seven and a half. Um. I think that's light. I think Tennessee's bad, and I think Jacksonville's really good. I I agree. Now, is it a trap game though? Would be my question after that little Patriots thumping. Eh, it's a division game. I mm-hmm. think that. You can get focused up for division game. Um, yeah, good point. But uh, I, like, I, I don't know. I think if, if, if this line was Jacksonville by nine, that wouldn't bug me at all. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Jags here for sure. So with the minus seven and a half, are you assuming that Blaine Gabbard is starting or Marcus Mariota? I think you're assuming Mariota, but here's here's a. Are we sure it matters? I mean, that's a little bit of a hot take, but I'm. I'm Based on because what I saw, I'm kind of right there hasn't with been you. very good. Like, and I thought that Lafleur would would help him out this year and have a little bit more efficient offense. And I know that I'm judging this off one game, but mm, it looked ugly one game. against the Dolphins. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, uh, um, I'm I'm taking the Jags here for sure. And Tennessee, like, I don't know what the hell situation is with Conklin and with Lewan, but uh, if those guys aren't good to go, um, that is going to really, really mean that they have a, a rough day against Clyde's Campbell and friends. Lawan is, 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 is practicing this week. We'll see if he can actually go. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're missing your tackles against the Jaguars, that is, uh, that is not fun. That is not fun at all. Anything to add to this one, Billy? Not particularly. I mean, that was all sound logic. I think the Jaguars are a much better team, you know, few too many points that I'd like, but uh, I'd still probably go with the better team at home. Uh, San Francisco heading to Kansas City. Kansas City has become a very public team now, and you know the public love those high-flying offenses. 80% of the ticket count right now coming in on Kansas City. Kansas City minus six and a half, Craig. Uh, that's a little much for me. I think the Niners are, I think the Niners are pretty decent, but man, it's hard to hard to bet against what the Chiefs have been doing. Jeez, mm-hmm. they're, all, they're all over the place. Um, but I still would probably take the Niners here. The over-under, by the way, on this game is 56.5. Yeah. And I think that says way more about the Chiefs' defense than it does about the Niners' offense. Yeah, I agree. I, like This this game is going to end up being like a 40-27 to 20, like 40 to 27 type of yeah. ending one, one way or the other. At, at least that's what we're shaping up for. Um. <laughs> God, the Chiefs are just so fun to watch. I hope I hope this keeps up. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, they're they're really looking. I hate to make comparisons to the greatest show on turf lightly, but oh man, it's it's know, it's right it's, there. It's right Mahomes yeah, making it's right some there. great throws, mm-hmm. great throws. Um, the the scheme is great. Obviously, you have to worry about Hill on every play. You have to worry about Hunt on every play. Watkins taking the top off a couple. And, and here's the thing. They don't even have to go to Watkins for Watkins to have a presence in the game from the perspective of you, you can't not think about him. You can't not think about him. And obviously, Travis Kelsey in the middle, and he had a very, very quiet week one. All of a sudden, he exposed for two scores and a whole bunch of catches in week two. They, Mahomes just has a ton of options, and they're blocking for him. They're really, really blocking for him. Plus, Mahomes can really move with the ball. Like, it's – oh, it's – this has been like the this is this is Andy Reid's this is Andy Reid's white album is the 2018 Kansas City Chiefs offense. Good for him. I I I, I hope it works out for him. I I hope they have a deep playoff run because <laughs> I feel like the Chiefs fans deserve it. They've, they've you know. Well, they, they, I've mentioned the stat on this podcast yeah, before. Yeah, it's a funny one. one of the, <laughs> it's a, it's a good one. That John Elway and Peyton Manning are both tied for first when it comes to playoff wins at Arrowhead Stadium. <laughs> That's trouble. That's funny. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, anything to add to this one, Bill? Uh, no. I, I think you guys are fair. I mean, the, the Chiefs, uh, I would go that way because I don't think if this becomes a high-flying game, San Francisco will be able to keep up as well as as them. Um, so I would uh, I would go with the Chiefs here. Yeah, Garoppolo really got let off the hook against my Lions with that phantom holding call. Like, he threw the game-losing interception. And there just happened to be a holding call on the other side of the field where the ball never went, and I still wasn't sure that there was actually a holding call on the play, but apparently there was, and then uh, the Lions lost. Now I'm not I'm not blaming the officials for that because if the Lions acted like they gave a fuck for longer than the fourth quarter, they probably would have just 
won the game outright and it wouldn't have even been close so there's that as far as far as I'm concerned um next up Oakland Miami Craig what would Scott Hansen have to say about this game uh, I hope nothing I hope literally nothing and it's not even mentioned that this football game is a thing on Sunday Scott Hansen do not show this game. Yeah, it was, it was pretty obvious. Sometimes we have. Oh, it was haw. clear from the start. Yeah, sometimes if, we if, have if an it, haw, right? If if the Jets in Cleveland was a Sunday game, yeah. it would have been difficult. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. no, this it's, it's pretty easy to pick the pick the runt out of this litter. Yeah. Uh, no, I have I have nothing to say about this game. Uh, Miami minus three is a bit of a surprising line for me though, considering it's in Miami. Raiders going across the country, and I think that. Uh, Miami's not as good as two and zero, but somehow the Raiders are worse than zero and two. So. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will definitely take the Dolphins here. Yeah, I think. I think you want to lay the three. I. I. I think that's the move. I don't know why. Uh... This line is weird. I. What, why isn't this line four and a half? More than that. Why can't it be five? Yeah. Uh. I, the thing that scares me about this one is the ticket count is like. It's small, but it's like ninety percent Miami, and yeah. when stuff like that happens, it, it. It scares me a little bit, and I don't. And like the wise guys, I don't think I'm have really weighed why they on this one yet. Line. All Man. the money is coming in there. Why haven't they m- bumped this up? Because uh, I think if you're the... I think that's public money that's coming in on Miami. And because uh, I think they just look at Miami's 2-0 and and they're at home and they're only three. Yeah. Oakland's 0-2 and, and we saw them get destroyed by the... By the Rams, by, by the Rams and, and whatnot. Terrible so, second half against Denver and yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, I think if you're the Bucks, I think you don't mind needing Oakland here, giving giving the three, because Miami's perfectly capable of laying an egg, right? That'd be my thought yep, as to why the line hasn't moved anyway. Somewhat reasonable. Yeah. Any any uh, Anything to add to this one, Billy? Uh, ew. No. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, well put. Moving I, on. <laughs> yeah, I think you're watching a bunch of bad teams. Miami's at least got more talent, and I think, like Craig was saying earlier, Oakland could quit on this season at any given moment. Anyone not fighting for a contract doesn't care that much. Yeah, this is the corner TV game. Like when we go to the sports book and in uh, every, you know, when we go to the sports book in the casinos once in a while and they have the, you know, 12 different TVs with each one of the games going on, this is the one in the bottom corner that you like only glance at once every like couple of hours where you're like, oh yeah, these two teams are bland. Right? Yeah, yeah, and someone and someone has money on a baseball game for some reason and yeah. they're like, all right, this is the TV we're flipping. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I really, I really got to make sure my... Uh... My <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirates bet pays out. Let's flip this channel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, what will most likely contend and probably be the highest line of the season, Bill? Your boys, the Minnesota Vikings, are facing the Buffalo Bill. Actually, you know what? I can't even finish this line, Bill, because you know what? I'm retiring. I'm retiring mid-podcast. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, is, this, is where I, this is where I announce that I am retiring mid-podcast. Um, sorry, guys. Yeah, Craig, if you wouldn't mind taking over, I had a pretty good of run. Of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. Uh, Vikings, five. Vikings minus 16 and a half. Uh, minus 17 in some places and minus 17 and a half on, on, in some places, which is a, like, that, it doesn't seem significant, but... A three score line is big. Like yeah. once you get, once you get from 16 to 17, that's three scores. That is a three score line. Yeah. Minus 16 and a half, Billy. How do you feel? I, I can't. I'm not taking the. Yeah. Nah. I'll take the points. Yeah. This is this is one of the previously met the, the ones I previously mentioned. There were some hold your nose games. This is absolutely a. You just you don't even look at the team names. You just hold your nose and you take the points, right? And and hope the it all o- works out. And I'd have to look this up to to know how, what the the over under on this game, which has a line of 16 and a half points, is 41. Yeah. How many of those 41 points are they expecting Minnesota to score? Yeah, I'm, so they, I'm guessing it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, so they're predicting like a, a game like we're going to have with uh, Arizona and the Rams had last week where it ends up being like 33-0. Yeah, right? yeah, or like, you know, Minnesota 34, Buffalo 7 type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. I, I, yeah, I think you just told, like, I, I don't have much analysis, of, like, gambling-wise other than the Vikings are most likely going to win this game, barring like the no effing way game coming and striking like a lightning and bolt. What's the Lashawn McCoy situation here? Is he going to go? Uh, it's, uh, it, I believe he was a limited practice participant. Mm-hmm. So that would be the best player on Buffalo. 
And if you look at Buffalo's offense, they don't really have a lot of good players. <laughs> so not having him is a real Josh Allen problem. is officially starting this week, though, which is good. Yeah, they get... still don't have a lot of good players. True. Yeah, I'm just saying. That is that is an improvement, though. We, we yeah. must acknowledge that that is the smart decision uh, as currently constituted by the Buffalo Bills. If, but yeah. if you're a Bills fan, when do you start talking? And look, I understand the circumstances are different and people thrive in different spots and so on and so forth. But... I always suspect that if you're a Bills fan, you at some point soon start thinking to yourself, oh, yeah, we used to have the draft pick the Chiefs used on Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. When does that conversation start? Yeah. Well, I, I heard it a little bit on a couple of football podcasts this week, that's for sure, based on – Okay. Uh, yeah, based on – I, I, I hadn't heard it yet, but I, I would say that conversation is likely one that uh, if, if it's not in heavy rotation on Buffalo Sports Talk Radio, it's going to get there. If Mahomes goes out and throws six touchdowns again this week, again this week against the Niners – which he may, yeah. I would suspect that conversation is going to really heat up. Mm-hmm. That said, um, there's a difference between Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy yeah. Watkins, Kareem Hunt, too. Yeah. and Andy Reid, as opposed to Sean McDermott and LaShawn McCoy and some guys. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's but still, yeah. that's awkward. Hold your nose and take Buffalo if you must gamble on this one. Um, next up, another, I think... And you guys may disagree with me. I think this is another hold your nose and 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 take the points game. Uh, Philadelphia, Indianapolis, in Philly. Philly minus six and a half. Um, if this was the opening game of the season, I want to say this would have been like Philadelphia minus ten. No, I think or, that or the they... Colts. I think the Colts have done more to hurt their stock over the last two weeks than the Eagles have. And Carson Wentz is starting for Philadelphia. That's true. Wentz is Wentz is getting the start in this game. I, I think the play, gambling-wise, I think you hold your nose and you take the points with the Colts. You may disagree with me. Go ahead, uh, Craig. Uh, the Eagles I... are just so banged up right now. And they, they need to get their receivers back. They need to get... Uh, J.H.I.E. likely J-H-I-E is not going to play this week. They signed Jordan Matthews up the street. Yeah, so, I mean... I mean, you hope that helps, but I, like I still think Philadelphia's going to win. I just think this might be closer than. No, I. I that's not unreasonable. Yeah, it's not unreasonable. I, like I can see the Eagles fans. Like, like I just I'm I'm envisioning the future on this one, and I'm envisioning the Eagles winning by three. But like Luck's got the ball at the end, and the defense really has to clamp down, and and they got to come up with a big stop on fourth down, and then the Eagles fans will kind of do the like, whoo, you know, <laughs> like almost lost another tough one to to a team that we should probably murder. I mean, just classic Super Bowl hangover so far with, with the Eagles, coupled with uh, a bunch of injuries. What do you think on this one, Bill? Uh, I think that Andrew Luck will never be Andrew Luck until he can stand up straight for five seconds in the pocket, and he hasn't been able to do that all year. Like, how many times did he get sacked last week? Like, uh, at least a half dozen? Like, um, I'll take Philly here because I don't think they have, they have an answer for it yet. And I don't think they're going to find one this season. Um, Andrew Luck is a great quarterback, but he's not going to be able to do much. So I'll take Philly. Anything to add, Craig? No, I, I, I think that the Eagles front seven is the difference here. I'm not betting on this game. This is a stay away from me, but I think if I had to, I'd bet the Eagles just because their front seven is going to be a problem. Fair enough. I, this the Colts might have been one of my five, and it's still May. You guys might have talked me out of it, though. I just we'll see, we'll see, Let's see if I can come up with the Eagles. Thing. The Eagles front seven still healthy, and that's still yeah. the problem that the that the, mm-hmm. the Colts have to deal with is Andrew Luck being planted on his back. Yeah. Um, last game of the one o'clock slate, the Green Bay Packers are heading to Washington to take on the Washingtons. Green Bay minus three point favorite on the road. Um. <laughs> Again, I this is another hold your nose. I think you I think you hold your nose and you take Washington on this one. Home dog who played. I mean, they're a mediocre enough team, but like Rodgers is playing hurt. Like he's absolutely playing hurt right now, and and I don't know if his knee is significantly hurt and he's just playing through it. But man, like. I, no, I, I like Washington here big time. Yeah, I I, th- I think I think I think Washington's going to win this game. Yeah, they, they, Washington can outright win this game. So so I'm 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 taking Washington, and I, I think they're definitely so, going to be one of my five. 
Go ahead, Bill. Do you think it's the fact that it's not like Green Bay was able to tie Minnesota, and I think Minnesota is a pretty good team. Do you think Washington's as good? I think that Green Bay is able to tie Minnesota with um, uh, with a lot of things going their way, other than the last four minutes of the game, the block punt for a touchdown. Yeah. Obviously, you got, you got some missed field goals, things along those lines. A lot of stuff went the Packers' way. This is Green Bay's first road game of the season. Uh, and I think Washington's pretty good. Uh, I know that they I, – I think that they're a decent team, and I, I know that things didn't look great last week. But um, I uh, I just if, – if I'm getting three points with a decent football team at home, I'll take them. Yep, I agree. So I, Washington's going to be one of my five. Um, what is the marquee matchup of the 1 o'clock slate? Is it New Orleans, Atlanta? I think it's San Francisco, Kansas City. Yeah. Okay. I, I, as far as the game yeah. that like the Scott Hansen show, this game yeah. is definitely in Kansas City, San Francisco, and I can assure you, we will be seeing it regularly. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> because no one's going to be playing a lot of defense. Yeah, I think I think those are the two. New, New Orleans, Atlanta. I just think yeah, like those are the two that have the most likely scenarios to be shootouts, and you can tell given the fact that they both have over unders over fifty points. So right. Yeah. Yep. Um, next up, the four o'clock slate. It's another crappy. It's one of those crappy weeks where we only have four or three four o'clock games, which sucks. The first one, however, this is a good one. This is a good one. I'm very interested to talk about this one. Um, see if this makes any sense to you guys. The sharps have weighed in on this game, but they've weighed in on both sides, which is really weird. And 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 this is how the money came in. Um. On Monday, everybody was on the Rams. Sorry, everybody was on the Chargers when Gurley was up in the air. Like, when Gurley was 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 questionable, all of the sharp money came in on the Rams. Which, you know, is strange. And then when he was upgraded to probable, all the sharp money came in on the Chargers the next morning. Which, you know... Uh, man, that's so strange to me. I, the I, line is vacillated between seven and um, uh, seven, and, seven and a half, and six and a half. Yeah, it's gone, and it, it's moved a couple of times. And it's yeah, and it's settled at seven right now, and I think it's going to stay there. And seven makes makes perfect sense to me. But like the the, the weird thing about the sharps betting money on the Rams when Gurley wasn't going to play, and then betting money on the Chargers when Gurley was going to play, it's just like. Man, I'm just I'm just so not smart that it, it, it upsets me. Um, I this game is a stay away just because I, I have no feel for for either of these two teams. What do you think, Bill? Uh, I think San Diego has played better than they. Mm, damn it again! L.A. has played. I can't even do that anymore. I think the Chargers have played better than they actually are this season. I I think the the Rams tear them up. I really do. Uh, I think the Rams are going to be able to move the ball with a lot of ease. I, I, I think the Rams win this game by at least 10. Yeah, I I, I think this is going to uh, – this is, this is going to be something that, at least for me, is uh, – I, I don't know. I, I kind of want to bet on the Chargers. Like mm-hmm. seven's a lot. They don't have to, have to actually travel. Yeah. Um, this is a no. I, I, this is the no home bowl too, right? No. Like, like, yeah. No one's at home. Exactly. And, and or no one's on the road or whatever. No one's on the road. No one. No one's really at home either, too, right? Because neither of these teams have have fan bases willing to show up, right? So, I'm um, I'm interested to see the the energy in the bill in in this particular building, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm 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 very curious. Very curious. Little bit of trap game potential for the Rams. Because their next game is on Thursday night against the Minnesota Vikings. Which is a beauty matchup of a... Of a I'm glad I don't have a dinner date next Thursday when that's the matchup, I gotta say. Um, yeah, stay away from me. Bill, you said you like the Rams, and Craig, you said you like the Chargers. So yep. that, that tells you all you need to know about this game is that we all have three different feelings on this game. Uh, should be should be a good one though. Easily the marquee matchup of the four o'clock slate. Um, next up, I think a hold your nose and take it all star. The Chicago Bears are heading into Arizona. Arizona, who absolutely bit me in the ass last week. I, I took them in their high line, and they scored zero points. 
good on you. And I, I don't think I, I read some stats somewhere, which I'm not sure if it was true or whatnot, but somebody said something that the Rams or the Cardinals didn't have a play in the Rams territory until like garbage time of the fourth yeah, quarter. Pretty much. That's Just pretty bad. Um, but uh, you look up and you see two mediocre to bad teams. Um, you see Mitch Trubisky, who who is not a who's more of an athlete than a quarterback, and you see him given six points on the road, and and you just you, you just you hold your nose and you take Arizona. What do you think, Craig? Yeah, I think I'm there with you. Um, the 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 Cardinals are not as bad as they've looked. No. I, I, and they've looked terrible, but they've had a couple of a couple of tough matchups in a row here. Um, they're not as bad as they look. I will I will I will take. Arizona for sure here. Over under in this game, by the way, is thirty seven and a half. I kinda like the over. Yeah. I got thirty eight. So but so yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah. I, I yeah, I'd go with the over. And mm. you gotta figure David Johnson's gonna bust loose at some point, right? Like I don't know. This Although I said it last week on the pod that Arizona couldn't possibly play as bad as they did in week one <laughs> during our week two pod. Yes, I am doubling sure I am doubling Double down, down they on my prediction. As, as bad as they played week two. Yeah, they're right. Because yeah. even if they score zero points against Chicago, you got to figure, like, like the, the bar for them to not play well, if they get in Chicago's red zone, right? Like, yeah. They will have yeah, played that's actually they like, week two, right? And that's, the, that's the bizarre thing, like, you know, the Scott Hansen game of the week. Uh, Scott Hansen did not show this game. Scott Hansen literally could not show Arizona. <laughs> yeah, last week. <laughs> That's crazy. It was against his rules. <laughs> it's oh. got called NFL kind of near the 50. Yeah. <laughs> Approaching field goal range. <laughs> NFL field goal range. Which they never did, right? <laughs> they didn't even do that. They weren't even in kicking range for anybody. Oh, so bad. Anything to add to this one, Bill? Um... I paid attention to those Arizona games, and they were bad, man. Like, I, I do think they're a good team. I had faith. And I'm sure they're going to regress to the mean, but it is so hard for me to put any money on a performance like you saw last week. I just, yeah. So I just, just getting, getting six with a home team, that's tough to pass up. Yeah. Against, I don't care, especially against Trubisky, yeah. right? My, yeah. Of course, my nightmare is, like, Khalil, Khalil Mack, yeah, has it's like, like a some horrible thing, Sam Bradford, and yeah. it's just yeah, that's that that obviously is something that could happen I, here. Well, if he does a horrible thing to Sam Bradford, and they have to bring Josh in Rosen, Josh Rosen, in, like, Rosen yeah. I might, I I would probably as a gambler, I would I would probably be like, all right, here we go. All right, like, now, of course, once he does that horrible thing to Sam Bradford, who say doesn't take the football and go to the end zone with it, but yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, I just you hold your nose and you take Arizona. There's no there's no way around it. Um, Last game of the 4 o'clock slate, the Dallas Cowboys, how about them Cowboys, are heading to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. And did you guys happen to see that Seahawks-Thanos graphic that they did? No. No. Oh, we're... Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my God. This, awesome. Yeah, this was quite brilliant. They did the thing where they showed, like, a, a computer, like, like video game. Like, they look like the Madden character versions of the Legion of Boom. And then they had, like, the Thanos gauntlet come up on the screen and do the snap. And then all of the Legion of Boom members, like, started disappearing into dust. <laughs> oh, you know, man. Safe for the couple. And, like, it was quite funny. But if I was a Seahawks fan, that would have I would have been pretty pretty salty about that. I thought that was completely unnecessary. Although, crossover podcast approved, obviously. But, <laughs> man, that was, that was something else. Um... Seattle Seahawks minus one and a half point favorites against the Dallas Cowboys at home. Uh, what say you, Bill? I think I gotta go Seattle here. I think uh, it should be a close game. I kind of like how this one could be interesting, but uh, I'll take the home team because I don't think Dallas is that impressive this year. Nor is Seattle, but I think Seattle should be able to control the game a bit better. This is the short home dog theory, right? Like, or sorry, the short home favorite. Yeah. Um, I'd be concerned, and like, obviously, Pete Carroll's a pretty good coach, and they've done well there. But when Pete Carroll said that he didn't play Chris Carson the second half because he was gassed from special teams, and Chris Carson was on the field for two special teams plays, and then he starts changing his story about why Chris Carson didn't play, um, that shows that I'd be concerned about. The, the grasp on the team that Carroll has right now, because I think that uh, like Carson's been their best offensive player. 
like he's been pretty good. So uh, I, I'm I'm worried about where Seattle's at right now, and I think they've earned every bit of their 0 and 2. But for me, this is not a game I'm betting on. This this is not a game I really like. If this is a, I, 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 neither of these teams really, uh, really thrill me right now. But uh, uh, Seattle's earned every bit of 0 and 2, I think. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's, stay, it's a stay away from me. I'm not ready to trust either either of these two teams with my hard-earned money. Said the guy who is placing money on Arizona two weeks in a row. Uh, <laughs> three? <laughs> three? Oh no, sorry, you didn't bet them week one, but still. Yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me just. No, no, you did bet them week memory. one. Excuse me. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, uh, I was gonna say I don't yeah. think so. Um, next up, the Sunday nighter, the New England Patriots are heading into Detroit to take on my formerly beloved Detroit Lions. Uh, New England <laughs> minus six and a half, and I don't know. What, what, what the fuck do you want me to say about this one? I mean, the gambling adage would say you're getting a large home dog. Same, everything I said about Arizona. You're getting a good quarterback at home, and you're getting six and a half Applies points. to Detroit, right? And you, it's 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 a candidate for a hold your nose and just take Detroit thing here. Just, if, if you write Detroit, off. Right? Which makes yep. me somewhat happy. Um, if you write off week one, let's say you write off week one as a no effing way game. Mm-hmm. Week two was a tough road game against a good team that they could have won. Yeah, if not for a phantom holding call, they probably yeah. would have won. Yeah, and, and obviously a bunch of different things happen different ways. And maybe, you know, if you, you tackle Matt Burita instead of letting him go 60 yards, then you're in a good spot there too. So yeah. there, there's all sorts of things that could have happened that would have changed that game for Detroit. They, it, it was a game that either team could have won pretty clearly. Um, I don't think the Lions are terrible. I don't. No. They, they, they might be the fourth best team in the NFC North, but that's <laughs> they're they're not a terrible team. So I'm 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 taking the Lions here. Okay. Um, not to win, mind you, but if I'm getting six and a half, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I just man, you got a pissed off New England team that were just embarrassed by the freaking Jacksonville Jaguars. You got Bill Belichick, who the thing that was pointed out last week was, or that a few people have have pointed out that I didn't necessarily agree with were when Josh McDaniels was talking about taking that Colts job a couple years ago, the Patriots basically locked him in a room and said, you're not going anywhere. And I guess they probably made him promises of, you know, this will all be yours once Bill Belichick, yes. leaves, you know, <laughs> leaves, right? I guess. It's very, it's very Mufasa. Mufasa, right? Yeah. He's like, one day this will all be yours. Right. <laughs> if I were to put like Bill Belichick as a Lion King character, it's pretty clearly Scar, but that's yeah, not even there. That's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there's that, but, yeah, and, and then when Matt, you know, when Matt Patricia left, they were just kind of like, you know, slay ya, right? There's <laughs> like, it's like that that was all she wrote. But. Basically, Matt Patricia like says, "Oh, I'm taking the job with the lion," and for some reason he's got a 7-Eleven drink with him. Big yeah. gulps, eh? Yeah. <laughs> well, see you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's basically it. Which, you know. Yeah, that's true, but they also let Mc, like McDaniel's did leave initially and go coach the Broncos and stuff like that. And while that didn't necessarily work out for him, I'm like, yeah, this does. And like, uh, like I'm not optimistic that the Matt Patricia era is going to work out in the long run for the Lions mm-hmm. based on what I've currently seen. But we also don't need to kick the Lions while they're down, right? You know, like it's it's, it's bad enough. Uh, but. Yeah, I don't know. I like I, I I'm pretty upset that this is the situation we find ourselves in, where it's now like you know the student versus the teacher matchup, and and New England's all pissed off after getting embarrassed by Jacksonville. Tom Brady was like yelling at Here's the thing, on the though. sidelines. They yeah, got he Josh was yelling Gordon at people. Now, who, they're yeah, probably well, cut in two weeks, but he'll somehow be effective in this game against the Lions, right? No, I, I the the Patriots aren't cutting. I, I think Josh Gordon's going to be awesome for New England. I think he's going to be great. I don't okay. know if that starts this week. Though. It's going to be really hard to work him into the game plan this quickly. I don't Further know. to that. I, I, I agreed with you. I just said the, the thing I, I listened to Mike Lombardi who worked for New England and also worked for the Browns when they had, had when, they dra- when they drafted Josh Gordon and, and mm. during his one good year. And obviously everybody was making the, you know, Randy Moss 2.0 comparisons, which is ludicrous. Um I would say that Josh Gordon at his best looked like he could have been Randy Moss 2.0. That's like, true, but and then this is the yeah. thing that, that this is the thing that Lombardi said that that uh, you know kind of soured me on it was that just you know he was there when Randy Moss was there and he just basically said like Randy Moss is one of the smartest football players and just loved the game and and he 
said that Josh. It, it's. I mean, maybe this is like old school mentality, but he just said that like Josh Gordon doesn't have that love of football that Randy Moss had, which is you know. Well, sure. Take it, take it for what it is. I he met the guy, and 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 he met both those guys, and and can say that I I I cannot. But I guarantee you, it, it like if Josh Gordon's and, gonna have a moment against the Detroit Lions, and I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna go, how does this guy who they signed seven days ago having a fucking mo- who like does not know any of the the playbook or routes? How is he having a moment right now? And we also yeah, don't have Darius. You don't, Slay, you don't right? need to know much of the playbook to know the fly route. True. Yeah. Yeah. And Stretch we don't we field. don't have That's Darius Slay yeah. this game either, which. Is you know, hey, let's go play New England without your best guy, second guy in the no. secondary, right? Yeah, no, no. I think the Jacksonville is like, dude, what Jacksonville's plan of we're just gonna put Jalen Ramsey on Gronk and see what happens. That was freaking brilliant. Yeah, that was just really good. Like, okay, you just and you just trust Jalen Ramsey to tackle Gronk in space because Jalen Ramsey's really good, and that was just. But sadly, uh, for most of the other teams in the NFL, there aren't a lot of Jalen Ramsey's about. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but that Jacksonville's game plan this week against the Patriots is really, really good. Really good. Anything to add to this one, Billy? No. Uh, I haven't been impressed with New England. I don't know. Like you guys said, I, I don't know how much Gordon's going to do. But I'd take Detroit in this game. But again, I, I don't want to go anywhere near it. Yeah. Uh, stay, stay away from me. Although, I'll say... I mean, the adage is the adage is you're getting a good quarterback, like we mentioned earlier, a good quarterback getting points at home. But then when you read one of the adages we have is when it, it, when the New England Patriots are involved, you ignore all of the adages. So, yeah. so there's I can see a backdoor cover here. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that uh, I did have uh, the Patriots in my – or the Jaguars, rather, in my uh, three-team six-point teaser this past week. And yep. uh, that, one. That, that, that one I've – I pretty much knew in the second quarter I was going to win. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's good. Um, Monday nighter and uh, congratulations, ESPN. Finally, finally they get they get themselves at the very least an interesting, should be fun ish kind of game on Monday night, right? It's been a while for them. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are heading into Tampa Bay to take on that thief, that just unbelievable thief that is Ryan Fitzpatrick, trying to run a drag on all of us again. Um, is there anybody better in the history of football at being a quarterback than Brian Fitzpatrick when there's a contract extension on the line, Craig? <laughs> this man, <laughs> this, this hey, this this man knows Harvard math. I uh, thought it was so fitting, and and everybody made the Connor McGregor jokes, but the thing, when when he went out there for the for the press conference, I thought it was so fitting that he looked like Andy Serkis's version of Ulysses Claw from from Black Panther, because <laughs> Ulysses Claw is rather famous for stealing material and money from black people who has done more than steal money from black other black quarterbacks other than ryan fitzpatrick that like like remember that remember that job he ran on the that that friggin oceans 11 job he ran on the bills five or six years ago where he played well for six games got that contract extension and then was like well that's it for ryan fitzpatrick i'm done here right well and i will i'm just gonna say some things in defense of ryan fitzpatrick (laughs) Everyone knew that was a bad idea as soon as Buffalo offered that contract. That's true. <laughs> like Ryan Fitzpatrick's like Krusty the Clown after the yeah. Camp Krusty incident. Yeah. They drove a dump truck full of money up to my house. <laughs> what was I supposed to do? I'm not, I'm not made, made of stone. stone. <laughs> yeah, so good. I mean, that's basically it. Um, if Jameis comes back, though, he's not getting the job back, right? Oh, God, no. All right. No. What, 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 what is it like? When has Jameis Winston ever had a stretch of games as good as Ryan Fitzpatrick's last two? That's true. That's um, never happened. Well, it's, it happened, but he's playing for Florida State. Now, Fitzpatrick is obviously going to regress to me, <laughs> but uh, yes, Tampa Bay. Is, I don't know if that. I don't know if that's going to happen against Pittsburgh's defense, my friends. That is, yeah, that is the the eerie thing that we must try to figure out. Pittsburgh is in Tampa Bay, and Pittsburgh is getting one point on the road. What say you, Bill? Uh, I think you got to go Pittsburgh here. I mean, we're close to a pick em. I think Pittsburgh's got a better team. I think they're more reliable. Tampa Bay's a little more up and down, so I'm going to go with the reliable uh, Steelers. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh, too. This line's a little bit funny to me. I know that they Pittsburgh hasn't looked great, certainly on defense. Um, I'm more interested in the 53.5 over-under. I feel like that's an over. <laughs> Uh, but the fact that we have uh, four games this week with an over/under in the fifties—that's that's good stuff. Yeah, that's that's the kind of football they want. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I think I think Pittsburgh's the play here, but I don't like taking road dogs, even short road dogs. So I have this one as a stay away because I think Tampa might be good for one more weird win. I just hope this game is everything that we think it is on the or, or everything we want it to be on the Monday, which is just like high score in both teams. I want it yep. to be like another yep. repeat of Kansas City Pittsburgh. Few lead changes in the fourth. Yeah, that's let's let's hope we get that. Um, yeah, so that's it. So nothing left to do now except do our picks. Friends of the show picks this week provided by BJ Mendelson, author of Social Media is Bullshit Online. Uh, he came on this podcast a few months ago and did a uh, little Money in the Bank preview uh, for the wrestling with myself and Mac and uh, probably have him back on eventually if, if he wants to come back on to talk more of the wrestling. Um, he is taking, he sent me his picks. He, he didn't have time to record anything. He's taking the Jets. He's laying the points with Atlanta. He's laying the points with Carolina. He's laying the points with Houston. And he's also laying the points with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Bill Needles, you and Craig are tied at first at 5-5. Five and five, But uh, since you're the defending champion, I'm going to give you the champion's advantage. And you get to go first, good sir. Sounds good. I will take Kansas City. I'm going to go against my boys and go with Buffalo because it's just too many points to ever give anyone. Um, I'm going to go with New Orleans. I like the Rams to do some damage. And I will take the Steelers on Monday. Ooh, I like that one. Craig Needles, go ahead. All right, here we go. Saints. And the three. Bengals and the three. Cardinals and the six. 49ers and the six and a half. Redskins, or excuse me, the Washington football team. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mike Freeman, actually, the, the writer for Bleacher Report, calls them the Washington Redacteds, which is good. We should, we should probably... Redacted is fun, yeah. <laughs> yep. that's, that's uh, so I will, I will take the Redacteds plus the three. I all right. Um, for me, make it a clean sweep on New Orleans. Um, I'm with Craig on Arizona and Washington. I'm going to take your Broncos, Craig. Give me the plus five. And All half. right. And then uh, my fifth one right here, I've, I'm, I'm staring at the Colts, but I want you guys to talk me out of taking the Colts. Because I'm, I'm, I'm the Colts. Yeah. What more do we need to say? Um, I'm going to say if like you know just enjoy f- w- whatever Fletcher Cox does to Andrew Luck. Just just think about that. Just yeah. think about that's what you're. <laughs> I'm just like I'm looking. I'm I'm debating my fifth pick between the Colts and 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 just taking the points with Buffalo. Uh. Well. Yeah, because that imagery, that Fletcher Cox Andrew Luck imagery, does not look uh, a whole lot better than uh, the Daniil Hunter. Anthony Barr, Josh Allen imagery, yeah. or the oh the Harrison Smith, Josh Allen. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to change my mind. I'm just going to I'm, I'm going to take the Colts. So Denver, Indianapolis, Arizona, Washington, and New Orleans for me. Uh, crossover podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, Facebook.com/slash crossover podcast, and SoundCloud.com/slash crossover podcast. Uh, Twitter account at Empire Six for this show, and if you want to email us, contact at thecrossoverpodcast.com. Uh, please. Leave us a review on iTunes. Five stars only, though. And as I always say, please download, but you don't necessarily have to listen to this podcast. Um, If you're looking for other content, we recorded our Iron Fist podcast uh, where we reviewed Season 2 earlier this week. So go back and check that out if that's something you're interested in. We'll be back next week, the three of us again, doing Week 4. And Craig, we haven't decided yet, but you and I might be pulling double duty. It'll either be this week or the next week. I'm not sure. It depends on the time. But you and I got to yeah. talk NHL futures, good sir. Yeah, we got to uh, last talk with there. And plus, uh, I have to uh, like I know I can't masturbate on a podcast, but I've got lots to say about John Tavares. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh my God, the uh, who was it? Sportsnet? Who the hell had that plan the parade route? I don't know. Someone but... had somebody had the plan the parade route uh, headline after you beat the AHLers that are the Ottawa Senators. Well, yeah, I don't know if you saw my joke on Twitter when I'm like, "Hey, Tavares and Marner look great tonight." Yeah, against AHLers, Ottawa played their best guys. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Barney. <laughs> God, I mean, I'd be very excited if I was a fan of a team who owned the Ottawa Senators' first overall pick. 
Yeah, um, well, there you we go. Know, if we know one thing about the Ottawa Senators, Craig, they're a team. They are, they are a team. That's what we heard from Pierre Durant. Um, also, in the, preseason, in, the, in the game that's been going on while we've been doing this podcast, Austin Matthews has a goal and an assist. So, anyways, bye. Yeah, it's going to be a good going to be a good thing. Yeah, we'll have plenty of time to masturbate over, over the Leafs. Um, Bill, Craig, uh, thanks for doing this as always, and I'll talk to you guys next week. You got thanks. It. See you later.